Today's Word Podcast with Rick Pena. Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 30th, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God, where you get a word from God and you got to stand and you got to keep on standing until that word comes to pass. So we've been studying the life of Abraham. This is part four of the series. And the title of today's message is Until It Comes to Pass. It's really that simple. You got to hold on until it comes to pass. God said what he said, and he will do what he said. And, but you got to hold on until it comes to pass. You can never give up. You can never relax uh, the grip that you have on your faith. You, you got to continue to believe God until you see the manifestation of God's promises in your life. So yesterday, I shared a message with you entitled No Plan B, where we looked at Genesis chapter 16. In Genesis chapter 12, man, Abram, this man, got this amazing call from God. He left Ur, the Chaldeans. He left everything that he knew to launch out by faith into the unknown. He became the father of faith. God promised to make of him a great nation, that all the families of the earth will be blessed through him, that God will make his name great. He will bless those that blessed him and curse those that cursed him. And all of that was amazing. By chapter 16, we saw 10 years later, Abraham and Sarah was like, man, this thing is taking too long. It's not happening. And so they came up with a plan B and Abraham wound up sleeping with Sarah's servant, right? So that they could have a baby. They came up with their own plan. It wasn't God's plan. And so you would say, well, okay, well, Rick, maybe, maybe they just weren't sure. Maybe God didn't give them reassurances. No, no. Let's back up to chapter 15. And we're going to see the reassurance that God gave them in 15, which makes chapter 16 look even worse. Right. The mistake that they made in chapter 16 is 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 really kind of magnified when we understand what happened in 15. So in Genesis chapter 15, I'm going to read to you verses one through six from the easy to read version. The Bible says after all these things happened, because from Genesis chapter 12 to Genesis 14, a lot of stuff happened. And uh, and and God blessed Abraham richly at the end of 14. So it says after all these things happened, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And God said, Abram, don't be afraid. I will defend you and give you a great reward and because he had just had this big battle in chapter 14. But Abraham said, look, come on, man. Uh, Lord, there's nothing you can give me that's going to make me happy because I don't have a son. I, I don't care about all the money. I don't care about cattle. I don't care about riches. I don't care about gold. None of this makes me happy because I don't have a son. And my slave, my servant, Eleazar from Damascus is going to get everything that I own when I die anyway. So everything that you're blessing me with you know, as it relates to riches in this world, doesn't really matter to me because I don't have a son to give it to as an inheritance and my servant is going to get my inheritance. And that's not what you said. And I'm not happy with that. And so I don't care about the money. I just want a son. Right. So he's complaining to God about this thing. And Ab um, so watch this. Abraham said, you have given me no son. So a servant that's in my house is going to have everything that I have. And then the Lord spoke to Abraham and said, no, no, no. Your servant is not going to get everything that you have. Not going to happen. You will have a son. Now, God spoke. I mean, God already told him in Genesis chapter 12. And now in Genesis chapter 15, he's coming back real clear. Come on, man. Your inheritance is not going to your servant. You will have a son. And your son is going to get your inheritance. Everything that you own. So God led Abraham outside. It was like, well, maybe you just don't believe. So come on outside. This was at night. So he takes him outside. He said, come outside the tent. So he comes outside of the tent and the Lord says, now look up. He said, yeah, I look up. He said, now look up at the stars. He's like, yeah, I'm looking. I see the stars. He said, can you count the stars? He was like, no, I mean, there's a whole lot of stars out there. Well, just as that 
as you can see stars, that's how many descendants you're going to have. Your descendants will be as multiple as the stars. Another time he took them out during the day, he said, look down at the sand. He says, your descendants will be as the grain of sand. So he was like, if it's at night, you can look up and look at the stars. That's how many descendants you're going to have. If, if it's during the day, you can look down, look at the sand. That's how many descendants you're going to have. God put him in a position for him to expand his capacity to believe God. And the Bible says, Abram believed the Lord. And because of this, because of this faith, it, it was accepted to him or it was attributed to him as righteousness because he believed God. He looked up and saw the stars. He said, OK, I got it. I believe. Right. And in the very next chapter. He came up with a plan B. So what does this mean to you today? <laughs> because I'm talking about believing God until it comes to pass. What, is, what does this mean to you today? Four things to share with you. You ready? Here we go. Number one, God loves you enough to hear your concerns without holding them against you. See, Abraham was basically complaining to God. And sometimes, look, I've done it. I'm sure we've all done it. You, you sit there and you're like, hold on, God, You're, you haven't done what you said you were going to do. You got me out here looking crazy. You told me to do this and you told me to do that. And you promised to give me this and you promised to give me that. And it has not come to pass. Abram expressed his concern to God, but God didn't hold it against him. He, Abram just wanted a son. He wanted a son badly. And it was like, OK, I got it. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And it's okay. See, when you're praying, it's okay to share your heart with God. It's not like God is going to say, well, hold on. God could have said, now hold on for a minute. Um, well, since you're not listening, you know, I'm going to hold it against you. But God didn't do that. God loves us. God loves us so much that he knows our faults and our flaws and our failures. And he wants to work with us and bless us anyway. So he's like, listen, I'm not going to hold this against you. You can share your heart with me. That's okay. I'm your father. You're my son. Go ahead and let it out. Sometimes we vent towards God. We're not really praying. We're venting, right? But we serve a God who loves us enough to hear us and to be there for us and to let us do whatever we need to do to get over that moment, that situation. But here's the key. When you come to God and you share all of that, great. But then you got to be in position to do whatever he tells you to do. Whatever he says, then you need to do whatever he tells you to do. He took Abram outside and said, look at the stars, expand your capacity to believe. And Abram said, Abram said, yeah, I believe God, right? And it was attributed to him for righteousness. The problem is that he just didn't believe for the long haul. Number two, God loves you enough to reassure you of his promises when you need that reassurance. Now, now once again, we, we serve a God who's not lording over us. He loves us. He's a heavenly father who loves us so much that he will even give us the reassurance that we need. Abram needed a reassurance. He was like, man, I don't have a son. I don't care about the money. I don't have a son. He was like, come on, man. Hold on, son. You will have a son. He reassured him. Go outside. Look at the stars. You will have a son. You will have descendants. And so while he was there complaining, God gave him that reassurance. We serve a God who loves us so much that, matter of fact, if it were us, thank, thankfully, God doesn't treat us like we treat him sometimes or we treat other people. You know, so God had already promised Abram that he was going to have children. And Abram was complaining, oh, man, I don't have a son. And if I die without having a son, then my inheritance is going to my servant and not, you know, basically to my bloodline, to my lineage. So Abram was actually expressing fear, doubt and unbelief towards God. And thankfully, God doesn't do us like we do other people, because if that was us, a lot of times we if we promise something to somebody, and then they turn around and complain to us about the promise, expressing that basically they have no confidence in us or our word, like our word is not good. Then a lot of times we would just walk away and forget them. Thankfully, God doesn't do us like that. 
God is not going to turn his back on us just because we have a moment, an episode of fear or doubt or unbelief. Listen, we all get there from time to time. God loved him enough to reassure him and not to hold it against him, right? It was like, okay, it's okay, son. You're still going to have that baby. Number three, God loves you enough to take the time to help you expand your capacity to believe. He took him outside. He was like, look at the stars. Another time, look at the sand. God loves you enough to when, you, when you're not believing him, when you're not really in a position of faith, when you're not expanding your capacity to believe God, when you're not dreaming on God's level, right? When you're not dreaming God-sized dream, when you're not opening your heart to the fullness of God's plan, instead of turning his back on you, God loves you enough to do whatever is required to put you in a position to where you can expand your capacity to believe him. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. So all things are possible to him that believes. Watch this. All things are possible, but only for him that believes. There are things that are not possible for you if you don't believe it. Healing is available today. But there are people that don't believe in healing, so healing is not possible for them. It's not that healing is not possible. It's just not possible for them because they don't believe. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. So God will put you in a situation where you can expand your capacity to believe him. What you got to do is God is a God of no limits, but we put limits on God when we have these artificial limits that we've created in our own mind or through the pain of past experiences. But God will help us to tear down and remove every artificial limit that we've ever placed on our limitless God so we can open up our heart to God's dream so that we can become the man, the woman that God called us to be for such a time as this. God gave Abraham a mental picture of an abundant legacy, an abundant heritage, an abundant bloodline, and God will do the same thing with you. Instead of like holding it against you that you're not believing him, he will put you in a position to where you can expand your capacity to believe him to where you can actually see yourself doing and becoming what God has called you to do and to become. Number four and finally, last point, God expects you to believe God for the long haul. So this was an amazing experience in chapter 15. And then in chapter 16, they were like, well, you know, God is taking too long. Maybe it's not going to happen. Sleep with my servant. They came up with a plan B in the next chapter. Um, and that's sad. I mean, he believed God, the Bible says in chapter 15, but he only believed God for a while. And as a believer, you got to believe God until it comes to pass. God will reveal things in your heart. And then what you have is you have to deal with the reality of what you see every day. And yes, what you see down here doesn't always match what you see in here. But you have to live by what you see in here, not what you see out here. That's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul said that we spend time looking at things that we cannot see. We spend time looking, gazing, focusing on things that we cannot see with these natural eyes, but we can see them with our spiritual eyes. So what, what you can't see, the invisible, Paul said, is more real than the visible. What you see down here, the visible is temporary, is subject to change, but the invisible is not. So you have to live by what you can see in the invisible. So what you can you can believe the impossible. You have to live by what you see on the inside and eventually what's on the outside will catch up. So so you have to believe God and continue to believe until you, what you see on the outside matches what you saw on the inside. Until you what you see in your hands matches what God revealed in your heart. You have to believe God for the long haul until it comes to pass. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this, declare this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. My expectation is tied to your word. I believe you will do what you said you would do in my life. I believe now and I continue to believe 
until I see in my hands what you have revealed to me in my heart. I will never give up on what you promised. Your word shall come to pass in my life. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button and subscribe. But listen, today's message is not really deep. It's not something that is hard to understand. It's a real simple message. A lot of times, this is the, the hardest stuff for us to apply. This is just real simple. What God said is going to come to pass. You just can't give up before it, before it does. You don't want to relax the grip that you have on your faith. You want to continue to believe God. As you head into this day, I want you to continue to believe God. Open up your heart to God's dream and then share this message with someone that you know. God bless you.